The Word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you just can't get past, it starts with making a choice to let it go. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to talk about something I've never talked about here before. Forgiveness. Now, I think we all know what forgiveness is. But I want to focus not on our receiving of forgiveness, but on our willingness to give it. You see, we've all done wrong, and we've all been wronged. But most of us are better at asking forgiveness for what we've done than forgiving those that have wronged us. And many of us believe that we don't have to consider forgiveness until someone who's done us wrong comes to us and asks for it. But forgiveness should start with us. And it's necessary for us to move past anger and bitterness that comes into our life. And believe it or not, some of us don't know how to forgive. And some of us find it very difficult to forgive. So here are some things that we need to remember about forgiveness. First, forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. It's an act of our will. You don't have to do it. But when you don't, there's consequences. Not forgiving keeps you holding on to anger. Or resentment towards someone and therefore makes you a victim of a situation. The next thing that we want to remember is that one of the greatest misconceptions about forgiveness is the belief that forgiving the offender means you condone the offense. When we forgive, we let the person off the hook. But we don't condone their wrongful act. And in fact, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you have to reconcile with them. Forgiveness is a very personal matter. It's about finding peace over a person and their actions. It's about making a choice and letting it go. I love this saying about forgiveness. You know you've forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind. You know you have forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind. And finally, we have to remember that forgiveness is a miracle. We know this because our hope, our salvation, our future is based on what Christ did to forgive us for our sins. So when we forgive, we demonstrate a characteristic of Christ. You see, forgiveness isn't just writing off a wrong as if it didn't matter or, was, or that it was no big deal. Forgiveness says, yes, it was a big deal. It was wrong. It mattered and it hurt. But I release it in Jesus' name. And when we acknowledge our hurt and we stop ignoring it, 
then we can make a conscious choice to let it go. That's when the miracle of forgiveness is enacted and healing begins. The word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you just can't get past, it starts with making a choice to let it go. It's not hard once you take that step. And you have to remember that you'll never forgive anyone as much as God has forgiven you. There's tremendous freedom in your willingness to forgive today. And I think the best way I ever heard it explained was in John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. He said this, Forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and then realizing the prisoner was you. No matter what you are going through, in Christ you have hope and the promise of a glorious eternal future. Stay tuned to hear how a time of testing also brings a blessing. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk a minute about how to deal with uncertainty. We have a healthy dose of uncertainty going around in our world today. And I want to talk about the things that we don't understand with trials and trouble that emerge in our life. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that wonder why things happen the way they do. It bothers me when I don't understand something. For instance, here's a few things that are, is bothering me right now. Why does a round pizza come in a square box? I don't know. Nobody seems to know. Why... Do people always say they slept like a baby when a baby wakes up like every two hours? Why are mattresses always on sale? Why do we always sing, take me out to the ball game, when we're already at the ball game? These things bother me. Why? Well, here's the one we're all asking. Why is it so stinking hot? 
weatherman doesn't know. Well, see, the problem with asking why is most of the time we don't get a good answer. And if we do get an answer, we're rarely satisfied with it. So even though I've just been making a lot of things I don't understand, the truth is there are things that happen to us that we don't understand, and it's not funny. It's serious. And we want to know why. And when we don't get any answers, we can get discouraged. We get frustrated. Or we just get angry. But it's important to remember something. As Christians, it's okay to have those emotions, but we don't have to give in to them. Now, the first thing that we have to do when we're going through a trial and we don't know why is to remember that it's bound to happen to all of us. Believe it or not, that's the way it's supposed to be. Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, trouble makes us one with every human being in the world. We all have trouble in common. We can't escape it. Sinner or saint, the trials will come. But as Christians, we can't let them defeat us. We can't let it take us off course. I like what Joyce Meyer says. She says, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful. But you can't be both. Because of Christ, we can make a choice to live in the peace and power that Christ affords us through our faith in Him in every situation. Now, the next thing is that every Christian is to have an understanding and an attitude about the trials that they encounter. And the understanding is this. Listen. This is the understanding. We don't have to understand it. We just have to know that the Lord always has our best interest in mind. Our trials are many times a test of our faith. To see if the trial unravels us or makes us stronger. To see if we call on Him and rely on Him to get us through it. Or even intervene on our behalf to work it out. The Word tells us we're going to be tested. Paul said the testing of our faith develops perseverance. And perseverance, our stamina, is something God knows we have to have to fight the good fight. God wants to make us into warriors for Christ. And He uses trials and trouble in our life to do it. He conditions us to prepare us. Remember that old saying, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. You know, the Word gives us so many great stories of real people who had real problems. You can't talk about problems without talking about Job. Life was good with Job. Business was great. Large family. He lost it all. Children died. His wealth disappeared. His health failed. His own wife tells him to curse God and die. 
His heartbreak was real. There was no earthly sign of any hope at all. But do you know what Job said? Though he slay me, though he kills me, yet will I trust him. Job saw the big picture. He didn't know why calamity fell on him. He didn't understand why he had to lose so much. He didn't get any answers. He just made a decision to trust God. And you know the story. Job was restored to life and health and wealth, family. But make no mistake, Job remembered well his time of despair. In Job's life, there was a testing And then there was a blessing. There may be things in your life today that you don't understand. You feel like what's happening to you isn't fair. And it makes you feel hopeless and discouraged. Well, I know it's tough, but I have some good news for you. This is the very time when God wants to find the Job that's in you. This is the time when you have to trust God. It's our destiny, all of us, to be tested in most areas of our life, spiritually, physically, relationships, and our finances. And we don't have to enjoy the testing, but we have to trust God that they are valuable to us nonetheless. The Apostle Paul said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. Paul was saying, we're going to have some trouble. But bring it on, because we're going to make it. We're going to make it through Jesus Christ. You see, in our life, knowing why something happened is not nearly as important as knowing who to turn to when it happens. No matter what comes, through Christ we have hope and the promise of a glorious, eternal future. And like Job, there will be a testing. But true to his promise, there will also be a blessing for you. Are you a good steward over everything God has given you? Stay tuned to hear how we can show the Lord that we can be trusted with what He so graciously has provided. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy 
candy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. What would be the last thing you would say before you passed on? Have you ever thought about it? Probably not. Listen to this. Old Fred had been a faithful Christian and was in the hospital near death. And the family called their pastor to the bedside. And as their preacher stood next to the bed, old Fred's condition appeared to worsen quickly, and he was not able to speak. He motioned frantically for something to write on. The preacher responded by handing him a pen and a piece of paper. Old Fred used his last ounce of energy to scribble a note. Then he died. Well, the preacher thought it best not to look at the note at the time, so he placed it in his jacket pocket. A few days later at the funeral, as he was finishing the eulogy, he realized he was wearing the same jacket that he was wearing when old Fred died. So reaching inside for the crumpled piece of paper, he said, You know, old Fred handed me a note just before he died, and I haven't read it yet. But knowing Fred, I'm sure there's a word of inspiration for us all. He opened the note and read aloud, Hey, you're standing on my oxygen tube. I want to talk for just a moment about stewardship. Now, stewardship sounds like something you learn in school, like pigmentship. But It's much more than that. It's very important, and I believe it's God's will for all of us to be good stewards. In fact, I also believe that it's impossible to be in the center of God's will if you're not a good steward. So that means it's very important for us to understand what stewardship is, why it's important, and how to be one. The word stewardship means this, the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. And since the Word of God says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, then the first thing we need to understand is that everything we have isn't ours. It's God's. Our money, our home, our car, our clothes, everything belongs to him. The second thing we have to understand is that being a good steward is necessary to please the Lord. Being a good steward means we're obedient and we're faithful with what God has allowed us to be the steward of. And that's a nice way of saying that when we pay our tithes and we're generous with the giving of our time and our money to help others, that we're demonstrating our thankfulness for what we have. And we're showing the Lord that we can be trusted 
with what he so graciously has provided us. So it's also important to understand that when we don't practice good stewardship, that we hinder our spiritual growth. We're not putting any action behind our faith, and God really has no reason to trust us with more things if we're not going to be good stewards of what he's already given us. You know, some of you may have been or may be like I've been. My financial track record is a wild and adventurous thing. And therefore, my tithing and my giving was just as erratic. But God convicted me of this life pattern that I had. And I had to ask God's forgiveness because stewardship is one area where God requires not only sacrifice, He also requires some discipline. And He especially requires some consistency. Once I brought some discipline and consistency to my stewardship, it's amazing how God brought more of the same to my personal life and my personal finances. Now, since I've been doing this for a few years, I've heard just story after story from many of you about how God has been faithful in your finances. It just reinforces the fact that the principles of tithing, giving, and of stewardship are intertwined throughout the Word of God for the purpose of enriching our lives and for the purpose of enjoying the abundant life that God intends us to have. But we have to apply them. Being a good steward takes action on our part, but it all starts with being thankful. You see, pleasing the Lord and being a good steward is really about the heart. It's like the old saying, the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. And when we really want to walk with the Lord with our head up, we have to do the right thing with what He's given us. So for a Christian, there's just no option. We need to strive to be good stewards. And by God's grace, I believe we will. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, 
and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.